thou, O king, sawest, and behold, a great image. This great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. This image's head was of fine gold, his breast and his arms of silver, his belly and his thighs of brass, his legs of iron, his feet part of iron and part of clay. Thou sawest till that a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay, and brake them to pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken to pieces together, became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors, and the wind carried them away. Listen, that's the future of the Gentile world kingdoms. That's right. Become like the shaft of the summer threshing floors, and the wind carried them away, that no place was found for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. He said, This is the dream, and we will tell the interpretation thereof before the king. Thou, O king, art a king of kings, for the God of heaven hath given thee a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. And wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field and the fowls of the heaven hath he given into thine hand, and hath made thee ruler over them all. Thou art this head of gold. After thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee, and another third kingdom of brass, which shall bear rule over all the earth. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, forasmuch as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things, and as iron that breaketh all these shall it break in pieces and bruise. And whereas thou sawest the feet and toes, part of potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it of the strength of the iron, forasmuch as thou sawest Iron mixed with miry clay. And as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. But they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom. Aren't you glad he's going to do that? Which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. But it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms. And it shall stand forever. Forasmuch as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter. And the dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof sure. Amen. Let's bow our heads together for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for a sure word of prophecy. Lord, and even in the New Testament, you spoke of a more sure word of prophecy, something we could hang our hat on, so to speak, something we can, we can guarantee, Lord, that there will come a time when every kingdom of this earth will be destroyed, and, and, and the great stone that was cut out of the mountain without hands will fill the whole earth, and your kingdom will last forever. We thank you for that, Lord, and we thank you for the promises that you've given us, Lord, and we look at the age that we live in, many times it might strike fear upon the heart of people. But Lord, as Christians tonight, we rejoice knowing, Lord, that this kingdom is coming. Lord, this, this, this stone, Lord, is coming and the end times are here because we believe in a better kingdom, one to come. Lord, I pray that you'd help each person. Lord, maybe there's one sick here tonight or have some need on their heart and in their life. I pray that you'd reach out to them even while we're talking about these things, Lord. May their revelation begin to strike and stimulation of revelation take over Lord, in their bodies and in their minds, take away the tiredness and, the, and everything that's going on. Lord, and may you begin to speak, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Excuse me for having you stand so long. The current situation in Ukraine makes us all kind of sit up and think and begin to look at what's going on in the world around us. And we begin to realize that Bible days are here, the end times are here, and yet there's been many times that we've looked at things and said, this must be it, and, and realized that there was still some time left because we're still here. But there will come a time when it is it, when, when it's it, when the war starts, and when, uh, when everything begins to be set in motion for the tribulation, that time is coming, and it could be now. Right? There's nothing saying this couldn't be it. It may not be, but it could be. Right? right? And so we, it behooves us to be ready and, and to be watching and to know these things because he comes as a thief in the night, but not to us. We have been told and shown these things 
so that we can be ready and have our garments on and, and be waiting. A, a word bride for the bridegroom that's coming. Amen. Now, we look at, at the current Ukraine situation, and I believe I put on the slides uh, some situation. This was on a CNN report. Actually, those people are desperate because they see that the wolf is at the door, and even tonight they're being bombed and they're being destroyed in their cities, and, and they're just being uh, taken over by a, a foreign. You can, we can't even imagine what that feels like. But they're praying, and, and but they realize at the end time, and there's message people there. There are, are churches there. There's, there's a good group of message people in Ukraine, and so we need to, our prayers need to be with them for safety because we believe that God's able to keep them even uh, during this time. And yet there's no promise that war couldn't break out or that something could happen, and we might be caught up in a, bad, in a difficult political situation. We don't know. People have been before. Right? And, and so we don't know that. We're not always promised that everything's going to be just the way that we want it to be. But they were praying, and so we need to be praying for them as they've been praying. And you can see on that next slide that there's uh, uh, that was a bomb, that a missile that actually hit the TV station there in Kiev. And when it did, uh, it actually destroyed as well the Jewish memorial. One of the greatest, uh, worst moments of the Holocaust was there in Ukraine, in Kiev. There's a memorial to it, a great concrete menorah that they had put there, and the Russians bombed it the other day, and then turned around and called them Nazis. I tell you what, there's a lot of stuff going on. But now, but the, the situation is dire for them. But let's take a step back and look at what the Word tells us about Russia, about America, about the world that we live in. When Brother Branham was born, the Russians were a backwards former empire uh, they were taken over by communism in uh, around 1918 and finally become the Soviet Union under Joseph Stalin. And then in 1960, uh, we find that they had progressed to the point of, of having being a superpower, having a control over much of the earth. And there was a man by the name of Nikita Khrushchev, and he was the leader of the Soviets. Some of you probably remember this. I'm not old enough to remember it, but some of you do. And he was the leader of the Soviets. There's a famous uh, time when he took off his shoe and he banged it, pounded it on the table. And Brother Branham saw that and he attached a significance to it because it was reported wi widely in the news at that time. He attached a significance to that event and tied it to Daniel's vision in Daniel chapter 2. Now, Dwight Eisenhower was the president of the U.S. at that time. And the name Eisenhower means iron. You can go look it up, Google it, and however you want to look it up. Eisenhower means iron. Khrushchev means clay. And so he said that was the iron and the clay. In fact, he said these two leaders, he said, were the big toes on the feet leading four other kingdoms each. And, and so that was going on at that time. And so now... Brother Branham said Daniel had a vision. He said the head of gold was Babylon. He said watch how that come down. He said watch, he said take the history in the Bible. He said and the next was the breast here of silver. means the Persians. He said the next was brass. Each time it got harder and harder. And it showed that the Gentile image could not stand because gold is the heaviest of all of them and it was top heavy. It couldn't stand and each time he said the gold was the softest and silver is next. And then brass next, and then iron was next. And he said each one of those kingdoms has succeeded one another just exactly the way the Bible said they would do. I want you to notice the accuracy of the vision. What did Daniel tell the king? He said the vision is certain. The dream is certain. He said and the interpretation is, is sure. Right. And so this isn't just Brother Branham, but Bible scholars all over, the, all over the world and down through the ages have seen these Gentile kingdoms as they've come up. He said just exactly the way the Bible said they would do. He said, notice, he said that at the end time, he said before the stone was hewed out of the mountain, the image had ten toes. He said, now that would be five on each foot, two big toes. Four and five standing together. He said, as much as now to see that they were mixed with iron and clay. He said, now remember that was the Gentile kingdom. Anyone knows that, that they were iron and clay, they would not mix. In so much as iron and clay won't mix, neither will these mix or cleave together. They can't get along. Now, that's why we have war in Ukraine. 
Now, now what's happening in Ukraine is that the West and the East are battling. Right? The Ukraine wanted to be aligned with the, with the iron, and the clay doesn't like it. Now think about it. This nation is still represented in the iron. This nation, even under a Protestant majority, is still represented under Romanism. You can go and find that, that, that don't ever stop. The Gentile kingdoms go all the way to the feet and in the toes. That's the very, very last form, the most recent form that they're in before the coming of that great stone is actually they are iron and clay mixed together and even intermarried together. Brother Branham typed that to Protestantism and Catholicism, and he said that Eisenhower was representing the iron, Khrushchev was representing the clay. And so there's, there's no wonder that there will be war because the iron and the clay will not mix. That's what makes it weak, right? And eventually there will be a war where Russia will bomb the United States and bomb Rome. Brother Branham taught us that. There will be a nuclear war. Why? Because the iron and the clay won't mix. Right? They can't get along. And, and God intended that it would be that way. He allowed that. Now, he said, did you notice? He said, did you know what the name Khrushchev means in Russia? Dirt or clay? He was the heading up of them kingdoms. You know what Eisenhower means? The head of this iron, iron and clay, and they couldn't mix together. He took his shoe and beat it. He said, there's no mixing together. They can't mix. They won't cleave one to the other. So when we saw... Russia become westernized over the last couple of decades. You begin to wonder, how is that possible for them to get that way? But prophecy won't fail, right? They may, be, they may look like they're coming towards us, but they won't cleave together. That's prophecy. They never will until the end time. And so there's always going to be a, a war there. There's always going to be a, a, a difference there, a difference of opinion. Now, he said, do you see, friends, the next thing left is the stone to be cut out. The coming of the Lord. Now, I don't identify with the iron. I want you to understand this tonight. I am an American, but I don't identify with the Roman part, and I don't identify with the clay, the communist part, right? I don't identify with that. What do I identify with? The stone, right? And that's what we got to keep our minds on. Because many times we get wrapped up in politics and what we're actually doing. You realize both Democrats and Republicans are the iron. They represent that. Our political system represents the iron, Romanism. Right? And so when we get wrapped up in politics, that's exactly what we're representing. Eisenhower was a great president. Brother Branham said he prayed for him. He said he was a wonderful president. He said in one place he loved him. But he still represented the iron. Right? And so we've got to make sure that we understand uh, where we're at. Now, so, and so it's not wrong to, uh, to want to advocate for those things that are right. I, I even, maybe I shouldn't tell you this, but I vote. You know, I know that's a, but I've always said, I, well, I can't complain unless I vote. So, so I'd have a problem with doing that. And I know some people don't, and that's perfectly fine. That's your American privilege. By not voting, you vote, right? You, you vote not to vote. So, and that's fine. Sometimes it's hard to know who to vote for. But realize, whoever you vote for, it's the iron. Right? It, it, that's, you're voting for that Gentile kingdom. Now, uh, and so Brother Branham said, the next thing left is the stone to be cut out. The coming of the Lord to roll into this image and mash it into pieces, and all these kingdoms will be ground and blowed away like the shaft on a summer stretching floor. We're at the end time, brother, sister. Can't you see where we are? He said, listen, thus saith the Lord. I think when we hear thus saith the Lord, we ought to listen. He said, thus saith the Lord. Repent. <laughs> we could just stop there. But he said, thus saith the Lord. Repent. Why? He said, I predict three curtains. In the name of the Lord. There's one called the Iron Curtain, which will be Russia. So that's why he would say, watch Russia. But he didn't stop there. He said, he said watch Red China. Right? So he doesn't just say, watch Russia. He says, watch Red China. That'll be the Bamboo Curtain. They're horrible. But watch that Purple Curtain that's rising in the United States and over the world, the Roman Empire, the cruelest of all of them. You know, and I've kind of in my head over the years kind of thought, well, there will come a day when the Pope will be the ruler of the U.S. But you know, the Bible doesn't actually say that. 
it says he set up an image to the beast. Brother Brown said that was the council of churches, Protestantism. So this nation will always be a Protestant nation. Go, go, go look at the book of Revelation. Right? It's an image. It's daughters. There's a great whore and she's got daughters. The daughters continue to exist. Right? They go on existing. But they work together to try to defeat the, uh, the clay and, and, and fight against communism or whatever it is that they're fighting against. But it's actually working just in the plans of God until finally, until finally the King of Kings comes. Aren't you glad the King of Kings is coming? Amen. And he said they're, they're horrible, but watch that purple curtain that's rising. Now, and he said that's the cruelest of all of them. The cruelest of all of them. So you look at what Russia's doing right now. You think about it. Look at what Russia's doing. But a prophet of God said that there will come a time that this nation will do worse things than that. Now that's true. That's the cruelest of all of them. Look at, let's look at Brother Branham's seven visions. And I like to take this from where he's reading it. He reads it off of the piece of paper where he wrote it down in 1932. And he reads his seven visions. He said, 1932, listen to this. As I was on my way, or as I was getting ready to go on my way to church this morning, it came to pass that I fell into a vision. He told where his services were being held. He said, it came to pass that while I was in this vision, I seen some dreadful things take place. I speak this in the name of the Lord. The president, which now is President Franklin D. Roosevelt, will cause the whole world to go to war. Now, everybody else was all in Roosevelt's camp. And today, the history books will tell you Roosevelt was a great president. Brother Branham said he actually helped cause that war. He said, And the new dictator of Italy, Mussolini, shall make his first invasion towards Ethiopia. And he will take Ethiopia, but that will be his last. He shall come to his end. He said, We will be in war with Germany. Watch Russia. Now watch. And remember, at that time, Russia was nothing. When Brother Branham wrote that, Russia was just a bunch of peasants. They were still living in the Stone Age. But he says, watch Russia. And we read you the quote the other day where Brother Branham said, God, they had to awaken. Why did Russia all of a sudden have all these scientists and, and, and be able to get nuclear weapons and the things that they did? They went from the Stone Age to the modern age in about 50 years. How were they able to do that? He said, God had to allow them to wake up. Right. To bring about the end. Now, he says, uh, we will be in war with Germany, watch Russia. Now he said, now I'll see communism, Nazi Nazism, and fascism. Watch Russia. But that is not the main one to watch. Right? So we could, we could look at the news that's going on. Watch Russia. But that's not the main one to watch. The main one to watch is the one that comes in peaceably by flatteries here among us. In the U.S. Now, do we, we believe a prophet, right? We believe a prophet's words. This is what he told us. Watch Russia. But that won't be the main one to watch. He said, and, and the reason why is because it's apparent what Russia's doing. I mean, it just, it's fabulous, really, if you look at it. And it's not, not what they're doing, but the fact that it fulfills Scripture, if you look at it. Like I said, this could be it. It would make sense for this to be the beginning of a third world war. It's all laying out there. We're living in that time. Now, is it that time? I don't know. But if it is, I'd pray that God's will would be done. But now, he said, that is not the main one to watch. He said, it has been an evil thing done in this country. They have permitted women to vote. Boy, that would get you kicked off the Internet. He said, an evil thing. Bringing women to vote. Now, why was it an evil thing? Think about it. Without the women's vote, we wouldn't have abortion. Without the women's vote, we wouldn't have had John F. Kennedy, a Catholic president. Without the women's vote, we wouldn't have had a gay marriage. Now, that's just a fact. If you go look at the way that women vote, we would not have had those things. I don't mean you, you godly sisters, but I just mean the women of this world. Brother Brown said it was an evil thing. Millions of babies have died. Right? They permitted women to vote. He said, this is a woman's nation. She will pollute this nation as Eve did Eden. He said, now you see why I'm hammering the way I do? He said, I got, thus saith the Lord. In her voting, she will elect the wrong person. He said, the Americans will take a great beating at a place that Germany will build, which will be a great wall. And Brother Branham kind of jumps ahead of himself and goes back here. He said, it will be a great wall built of concrete, the Maginot Line, 
11 years before it was ever built, but finally they will be victors. He said, then when these women help elect the wrong person, then I've seen a great woman rise up in the United States, well-dressed and beautiful, but cruel in heart. She will either guide or lead this nation to ruination. He said, I got in parentheses, perhaps Catholic Church. But you realize these things could have multiple, uh, multiple fulfillments, and you'd see the age that we're living in. Look what happened with Kamala Harris here a while ago. Again, I don't say that was the fulfillment of prophecy, but what if it was? And then look at what's happening with Russia today. Where are we at? Uh, but see, that, that to the bride, that doesn't make us more bride. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be the bride now. I'm, I'm going to live for God now because these things are happening. No, you live for God because you love God. Because you love the Word. You're, you're going to be married to somebody you, you love, not somebody you're afraid of. Right? So we're not identified with that, with that Gentile kingdom. Now, he says, he said also, he said perhaps the Catholic Church. Also, science will progress, especially in the mechanical world. Automobiles will continue to get like egg shape. He said finally they will build one that won't need a steering wheel. They've got it now. It will be controlled by some other power. You realize how fantastic that would have been in 1932? Right? It will be controlled by some other power. He said, then I seen the United States as one smoldering, burnt over place. It will be near the end. Now again, America is shown as a continuation. Remember the, the iron and the clay. That's what the scripture said. They won't get along. They won't cleave to one another. They won't get along. So we see a battle between east and west. We, we see a battle between capitalism and communism, a battle between America and Russia, you could say. But it's the whole system, not just America, not just Russia. And, and even this nation in its founding, it was founded as a, as a lamb. It was founded under religious liberty. And yet if you go back and look at it, you'll find that it was founded, they emulated the Roman system, the Republic of Rome in founding our system. It's always had a Roman element to it. And the Catholic Church has grown in its power over time. But again, like I said, it doesn't have to be Catholic. It doesn't have to become Catholic for, for these scriptures to be fulfilled. In fact, the Bible, if, if I understand it correctly, says that it wouldn't because there would be an image to the beast, and, but they would go along with it. They would all come and form a unity in order to go against something. And so we see that as well where the nations are coming in unity to come against the Russians, right? But, but what is it? Just fulfilling Scripture. Again, if this is the time, it's just the fulfillment of Scripture. And if it's not the time, it's sure pointing to the time. Now, here is America. What, what is America in the Scripture? It's in, Re it's in Revelation 13. And if you go to Revelation 13, verses 1 through 10 is the first beast, which was pagan and, and papal Rome. And then in verse 11, he said, I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him. Now remember, Russia was not shown as a beast. Right? Rome was, and America was. And I'm not preaching an anti-American doctrine tonight, but I'm just showing you what the scripture says. Right, that really what you got to watch out for is this nation. If you look in the end time events, this is the nation that, that turns against the bride. This is the nation. Amen. This is where it all comes to. Now, he said, is the, uh, I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb. He spake as a dragon. He exercises all the power of the first beast before him and causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship Rome, Romanism, denominationalism, right? Whose deadly wound was healed. That's pagan Rome becoming papal Rome. And he said there's coming, and, and so Brother Branham talks about that. He said there's coming a time upon in this nation to where this nation is going to exercise all the power that the beast had before it, which was pagan Rome when it became papal Rome. This nation will do that. Revelation 13 plainly explains that the lamb come up out of the earth, the other beast come out of the water, thickness and multitudes of people out of Europe, he said, this lamb come up where there were no people. A lamb represents a religion, the lamb of God. Remember, he said, it spoke like a lamb. It was a lamb. He said, then after a while it received power, spoke like a dragon, and exercised. Listen, church, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. What's this last few years been about? 
a lamb beginning to take power, take away the people's rights. Are you with me now? But we see that and say, well, I'm going to get my AK-47 or whatever it is that we fight with here in America, and I'm going to fight. No, that's not what the bride does. We're going home. Right? When the lamb begins to speak like a dragon, we don't look at that and say, oh, I'm going to join some kind of group and, and fight against that. Although, although I would be against it too, I'd speak out against it. But yet when you see that coming, we say, come Lord Jesus. Right? That's our escape. Amen. Not to fight and, and throw over, overthrow the government. Not to go out and, and shoot one another. Do something like that. But our escape is, is from glory. Our escape is to be translated in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. That's where we're headed to. And the way that this nation is in prophecy, and this is what I love about this, these things exist at the end time. And so if that image of the beast is there and the, and the beasts that come out of the earth is there, that means America can't be destroyed until we leave here. Because it's here even during the tribulation period. Hey Amen. All that ought to give us confidence to know that we're going to make it. Hey Amen. And the bride won't go through tribulation. But now, you see, the, the, the lamb has to speak like a dragon. He said, and exercised, he said it received power and spoke, he said, after a while it received power and spoke like a dragon, exercised all the power the dragon had before him, and the dragon is Rome always. He said, so don't you see Roman denomination, a mark, Protestant denomination, an image, making a power that will force all Protestants like a union. He said, you'll have to be in this council of churches or you won't be able to have fellowship. Now watch. He said, well, it's practically that way now. You can't go to a church and preach unless you have a fellowship card or some identification. He said, and now on persons like ourselves, we're going to be cut out of all of that altogether. You realize where we're at, church? We've been cut out of all of that. Right? In Brother Branham's time, you could go and preach in denominational churches from time to time. But a message preacher today could find no pulpit. Not preaching the message of the hour. You'd find no pulpit in a denominational church. Why? Because you'd have to have some identification, a fellowship card. He said, we're going to be cut out of all that altogether. That's exactly because they won't be able to do it. He said, it's tightening. And then when that time comes... And the press comes to a place to where you're pressed out. I don't know about you, but I feel pretty pressed out. I'm not, I, you can't be a part of denominationalism. And there, there are probably many good people. You could have friends. And, and we know as we preach about a pocket full of change, God's got people everywhere. But you can't be a part of that system. You've been pressed out of that. It used to be maybe you could go to church there and just sit there. And, but now they're going to want to make you a part. They're going to want to get your kids involved. They're going to want to enroll you. And be a part of it. And when you come against, you know, you can't even get their health care service hardly unless you say you're a Trinitarian. That's true. They want to. They want to. They want you to say that you're a Trinitarian to get the health care service. Why? Because that's the that's the hour we live in. We've been pressed out. He said. Then watch what I'm fixing to tell you in a few minutes. Watch the third poll. Then see. He said. And it'll be absolutely to the total lost, but it will be for the bride and the church. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad? That during this time we have a promise. That's what we're looking at right now. Well, what is that? What is that? And you say, well, it's speaking things into existence. Yes, it is. But the third pole is the power of the word among us. Yes, Amen. The power of Christ among us. The power of the word. And that's what we have. We're not looking for another time. Yes, it'll come greater and greater as we get to the end. I believe that. But the third pole is what we have. We just have to go use it. Amen. Amen. So we're not looking for something, some other messenger to come or, or Brother Branham to come back, but it'll be for the bride and the church. Amen. We're the bride. We've been pressed out. We've been cut out from without hands, if you could put it like that. We've been taken without the form of a denomination. We've been taken away from denomination, and that's the time that we live in right now. But look, look at the, the thing you should be watching. And again, watch Russia. Brother Branham says that. Watch Russia. But what should we be watching here in the U.S.? Because the Bible says that there will be one that will come in peaceably and obtain the kingdom by flatteries. By flatteries. And Brother Branham said about that scripture, he said exactly what it done. 
He said that's what Daniel said this Antichrist would do. He will fit the people's place. Now I want you to watch this. If you miss everything else that I say tonight, I'm not going to hold you long tonight, but if you miss everything else I say, watch this. He said that's what Daniel said this Antichrist would do. He will fit the people's place. It'll fit the, their menu for this day for the churches. For in this church age, they don't want the word Christ, but they want church. What have we seen? Every kind of a thing will call itself a church. I've seen this thing in near Springfield called it Courageous Church. And different ones, they got all kinds of different names for their church. And it's seeker sensitive. And you go to a church now like you do a fast food restaurant. And you go in and you find out if the church fits your lifestyle and if it fits what you want to hear. And if it fits, if they don't talk about sin too much. And if they don't talk about these other things too much. If, they, if they're prosperous, if they help you. You say, what can I get out of it? And that's the way people go to church. Brother Random said that was this age. It'll fit their menu for this day for the churches. For in this church age, they don't want the word Christ, but they want church. The first thing, they don't ask you. Now watch the spirit. It even comes in around us message people sometimes. that be, They'll begin to tell you things. What church, they'll ask you. They don't ask you if you're a Christian. They say what church you belong to. Huh? That's even true of us sometimes. What church you belong to? What church? They don't want Christ the word. He said, you go tell them about the word and how to straighten up. They don't want that. They want something, just live any way they want to, and still belong to church and obtain their testimony. I saw something today. A person was advertising on social media for a dentist. They said, please help. I sent it to Joel. It said, please help. said, I'm looking for a non-judgmental dentist. Who will work on a person who's scared of dentists for a low cost. I said, that's what they want from every pastor. Huh? A non-judgmental pastor. A non-judgmental church who will work on people who are scared of church at a low cost to myself. But that's not what the bride is looking for. The bride is like Rebecca. She said, let me, let me give water to the camels. Let me be a part. Let me volunteer. Amen. Hallelujah. They want something, just live any way they want to, still belong to church. That spirit is so strong. And if you go into Feast of the Trumpets, Brother Branham's talked about the, the spirits that come on the river Euphrates, and he talked about how that they would come in an ecclesiastical realm. And he goes back to this again, and he says it'll be something like that, where just, just live any way you want to and still go to church. That's the deception of this age. And it creeps right in among us. Until I've had people sit there and tell me, well, it doesn't matter what I do. I, I, I should be able to go to church. I should be able to. Well, you can go anywhere you want to, but you're going you're gonna to hear it. You're going to hear it. When, if you're looking for non-judgmental and you've got things that need to be judged, then church is not the place for you, not a real church. Because a church is a judgment seat. God wants to judge that. Judge is not a bad word. He wants to take it out of your life. He wants to remove it. Amen. So that's where the way Antichrist comes in. He said he fits the menu just exactly. Remember, he was finally called she in the Bible, and she was a prostitute and had daughters, just fits the bill of the day. What the people wants, there it is. Now here's a statement you'll find Brother Branham say over and over and over and over again in the message. He'll say, don't be afraid of Russia. Or something to that effect. Don't be afraid of communism. He'll, and he'll say something like this. He uses this, this over and over again in the message. Maybe a hundred times. Several dozens of times anyway. He said, it ain't the robin that pecks on the apple that hurts it. It's the worm at the core. He said, I ain't scared of Russia's atomic bombs. No, indeed. Why, our own rottenness is what's killing us. And we've seen that too, haven't we? Where are we at, church? Our own rottenness. It's now legal to be married to someone of the same gender. That's it's crazy. It's insane. Huh. 
It is absolutely insanity. Little children choosing their gender in school. It's insane. Women taking their babies, going around and, and, and messing around all that they want to, and then taking the babies and killing the babies. It's worse than the Romans because we subsidize it with taxpayer dollars. It's a barbaric system. Huh? Are you hearing me tonight? Where are we at? We've got a, a churches that don't want to ever hear anything about sin. Don't want to ever hear anything about what's going on. Our own rottenness is killing us. But the bride has heard a voice that said, come out of her, my people. Be not partaker of her plagues. Oh, aren't you glad you've heard that voice? You heard a voice, and you didn't hear just an earthly voice, but you heard a voice from heaven. But the brother said, the voice of predestination speaking to your heart. Come out of her, my people. Oh, have you heard that voice tonight? Oh, that, that stirs me up tonight because I realize what a thing. It's like I've been thrown a life raft. I'm out here in the middle of a turbulent sea. Here is Russia over here. Here's all the things going on over here and all the, all the gay marriage and everything. The world is sinking. America is sinking. Russia is sinking, going straight towards a nuclear war. And here a life raft's been thrown out called the message of the hour. Amen. God sent you a boat that you could get in and you could go all the way to the shore. That you would not only not go down with him, but you would go up with him. Yes. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad? Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. I didn't intend to preach tonight. Just talk about these things. But, oh, isn't it wonderful? Yes. Isn't it wonderful? Here you were just swimming around in the sea, the cesspool, and God sent you a way of escape. He loved you so much that he chose you to come out of the age. Hallelujah. Oh, he said, Brother Brandon said, the word of that little lamb that rose up in Revelation 13, a lamb. He said, probably a, a little horn, civil, and ecclesiastical power. But after his lamb, freedom of religion and so forth. But after a while, he spake like a beast, like the dragon, and exercised all the power the dragon did before him. A bitter religious persecution. We're nearing that time. And here's the quote that Brother Stewart read on Sunday afternoon that was so striking. He said, you remember, church, that you're living in the best day that you'll ever live in right now. This is in 1951. He said, until Jesus comes, it shall gradually, he said, not gradually, but rapidly get worse and worse. And again, Brother Stewart read this, but it's such a striking quote. Brother Brandon said, when Russia goes down there to get that oil, look out. I'm not going to pretend I understand what the, exactly what that means. But I do know that Russia is headed towards Israel. The king of the north is headed towards Israel over time. It's what he does. It's where he's going. That's the goal. He may not even know it, but he's going to come against Jerusalem. That's the Bible. And so he said when Russia goes down there to get that oil, look out, that's all she needs. He said that's what the prophet said it would do, and we're ready for it then. Now, I think I put some maps on here, and I'm not sure that I can even read them. But uh, if you could, Peter, if you could put that one in the middle, it might be a little bit easier to read. But uh, if you look at uh, the map of uh, Russia is up to the north on this one. If you go back to the previous map, Russia is up to the north on this one. And you can see that Israel is down here on the, on the left side. Um, if you see Iraq and Iran there and Turkey, Turkey is in between Russia and Israel. Russia is not very far from Israel. There's no sea separating Russia from Israel. In fact, the, a few years ago, you remember they went in and took over Georgia, which is the, not our Georgia, where they got all the, uh, the guns and bad football, but the, uh, the green area there is Georgia, uh, a country, the country of Georgia, and Russia's already taken that. And so all that stands between them, because they're already in Syria, they've taken, Russia practically runs Syria. And so all that's between them is Turkey. And then on the other side, if you go to that next, that next slide, on the other side, where they're going now is Ukraine. Ukraine is to the west, but it's the last, it's the buffer country. Belarus, there actually is a dictator there that's a puppet of Putin's. And then Ukraine is below that, and the puppet there in Belarus was standing in front of the invasion map of Moldova the other day. And we saw that in the news. The dictator was literally standing there saying, I'm not going to fight no war. He's standing in front of a map that shows invasion plans for Moldova. 
They're not going to stop at Ukraine. Not if they get what they want. Right? And so they're going to keep going down. Where are they headed to? Well, eventually, I don't, that's a, they could go either direction, but eventually they're going to end up in Israel. You say, well, how do you say that? Well, Brother Branham said this. He said, again, Russia, he called it king of the north. He said, how many has heard me just say, he said, just wave that over and over. The old timers, he said, you see back in the early part of the church, just stand there and wave it over and over. Watch Russia, the king of the north. King of the north. See what he would do for all those isms will heap up into Russia. Daniel chapter 11 and verse 40 is where he takes that from. And, and if you'll go, you can go and read Daniel chapter 11, the entire chapter. But he said, at the time of the end, shall the king of the south push at him. Now, I, I don't know what this could be, but think about it. It could be sanctions. The king of the south pushes. We don't know who the king of the south is in that prophecy. In the Old Testament, it was commonly Egypt. But we don't know who that is. But we could say these western powers push at him. And the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind, with chariots, with horsemen, with many ships, and he shall enter into the countries. Watch. The countries. Not, don't just stop at one. He shall enter into the countries and shall overflow and pass over. Now, Brother Branham says, Daniel is given this assurance at the end of the Gentile dispensation. He said, read when you go home, the 11th chapter. He said, you can see... Now, the king of the north is coming down, which is nothing else but Russia coming down to press against it like a whirlwind. And the great battle of Armageddon will be fought right there near the gates of Jerusalem. It's like reading a newspaper in advance. Right? You realize all these thousands of years ago it was prophesied the king of the north, and we're seeing it. Now look, and again, like I said, I don't know. They could be stopped for a while. We don't know what the purposes of God are. They could be beaten back. But it will happen one day. This could be it. It could be 10 years from now. It could be 100 years from now. But it will happen one day. He said, and the great battle of Armageddon will be fought right there near the gates of Jerusalem. Revelation 16, 12. Let's just go there and look at in Revelation before we close. Revelation 16, 12. The sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates. The water thereof was dried up that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, out of the mouth of the false prophet. Now, Branham typed those three unclean spirits early in his ministry to the three isms, communism, fascism, Nazism. Later on, he typed them to Trinitarian spirits, a trinity of spirits or a Trinitarian doctrine. And then, but then he said it would be the false prophet and the beast and, and the dragon. He said he, those three unclean spirits come out. He said, and they influence. They influence. What do they do? The Bible says they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. They don't know. Putin doesn't know. They say, is he insane? Why is he doing what he's doing? Could it be that the one of these spirits have influenced him? Are you with me now? The spirits. Brother Branham said it was just like Nazism and communism. Brother Branham taught us communism was a spirit. That's why when somebody becomes a communist, you can't reason them out of it. It's a spirit. And communism is a spirit. And these things are spirits. They're the spirits of devils. But Brother Branham taught us, and you, go, you can go look it up, but these spirits are manifested when the seals were opened. He said, until the seals came open, the spirits could not be manifested, the three unclean spirits like frogs, but now, that they, now they are. Oh, church, if we could just realize the hour that we're living in, if they could not be manifested, the bride could not be manifested until the seals were opened. But here we are. Right? Those unclean spirits, amen, are going into the kings of the world to gather them to Armageddon. But the Spirit of God is going into the bride to gather her to the marriage supper. Oh, isn't it wonderful? Now, he said, there's the spirits of devils. Go forth to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them into the battle. That great day of God Almighty. Yeah. Notice what he says. Striking. Revelation 16, 15. The next verse. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. You know what this is talking about is a, is a soldier that would be on guard on the temple wall. And he would be standing on the guard, 
And, and sometimes because of the, the, the country there in Jerusalem was so dry and, and so, uh, so hot that at night in order to sleep they would take, out their, take off their outer garment and, and, and lay down. And if they're laying down to sleep, they're not watching. Right? And this man was responsible. And actually what they would do to him when they caught him in that condition is if they caught you without your clothes on, right? And, and, and you laid down for the night instead of watching, they would make you march back to your house without your clothes. Because that's why it says, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. He's marching back without his clothes on because he was caught on, in a watchman's position, but he wasn't watching. So he says, blessed is he that watcheth. So it's good that we look at these things. It's good that we see when we see Armageddon, when we see things shaping up for Armageddon, it's good that we keep our word garments around us and stay awake. Don't let the world, don't let Laodicea lull you to sleep. Make you think you're okay, but stay with a, with, a, with a zeal for repentance, a zeal for God, a zeal. If there ever was a time, we ought to have a zeal for the house of God. It ought to be this hour. If there ever was a time, we ought to have a passion for lost souls. It ought to be this hour. If there ever was a time that we had a, 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 a desire in our heart to, to see the word of God manifested, it ought to be this hour. Amen. Blessed are they that watch and keep their garments. Hallelujah. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air. This is it. When that happens, it's it. And there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying, it is done. It's all over. The last angel pours out his vial. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings. There was a great earthquake such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts. And the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. You can go to Revelation 17 and 18, and it speaks of the judgment of the great whore and her daughters that set on seven hills, which we know as Rome, and then the Protestant denominations. And then in Revelation 19.1, he said, after these things, I'm so glad there's an after. I heard a great voice of much people in heaven. Where did they come from? When all this is going on on the earth and they see the smoke rising up from Babylon, where are the people in heaven? Where do they come from? That's us. <laughs> Hallelujah. It ain't a quiet bunch either. Because they just saw Rome destroyed. They just saw the things that, that were prophesied in Scripture take place. And they said, hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments. For he hath judged the great whore, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication. And hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. Where they had in heaven, they went left in the rapture. Before the events of Armageddon. Aren't you glad the Bible is so correct? Where are we at? Before that first bomb falls, we got to get out of here. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Before Jerusalem is compassed about with armies, we have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, my. And then if you go down to Revelation 19, 11, it said, I saw heaven opened. Behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness, righteousness, he doth judge and make war. Oh, I, I, we've seen all this killing of civilians and all these things and all the tricks that they have, nations have up their sleeves to try to stop one another and try to kill one another. But here comes a king. Amen. Here comes a king who makes war, but he makes war in righteousness. His eyes are as a flame of fire. On his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no, no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. His name is called the Word of God. Oh, if we only realize how powerful the Word is today. He said in the armies which were in heaven. Guess who that is? Oh, you see who Russia is and what they're going to do. You see the iron and the clay mixed together. But church, if you could only see who you are. The armies which were in heaven. This is an army that has no problem with logistics. 
The Russians had a problem with logistics. We don't, they had a problem with taking over the air. This army has no problem taking over the air because, they, hey man, they were overcomers in each of their ages. Don't you see? They were the overcomers of the Ephesian age and the Smyrnian age and the Pergamos age and the Philadelphian age and the Laodicean age. And the overcomers of the ages. Hallelujah. You talk about some generals. He's got generals. Amen. He's got generals that overcame in their age. The armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Hallelujah. Out of his mouth they're well fed. They've just been at the marriage supper for three and a half years. Amen. Don't have to worry about supply lines. If they need it, they just speak it into existence. Are you with me now? I know it sounds fantastic, but just as sure as you're seeing end-time events take place, you'll see these things happen. Hallelujah. We have to believe that. I'm going to be on one of them white horses. And down from the, through the ages, you look at that. I'm going to be on one. You're going to be on one. Amen. If you're going to be part of that bride, you're going to be riding in that army. Paul's going to be on one. All the ones who went on, think about your loved ones that have went on here in the church. They're going to be on one. The armies that are in heaven be riding on white horses. What? How exactly will that happen, Brother Ben? I don't know, but I know I'll be there. Hallelujah. Amen. He, out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. You don't need a nuclear weapon. He has the word. Oh, I hope you're hearing me today. You say, well, if I, just had, if I just had somebody that could comfort me, if I just had, you have the word. As much as we want these other things, but you have the word. The word is so much more powerful than any, any kind of a comforter of the earth. The word is so much more powerful than any kind of a, anything of the world. The word is more powerful than alcoholism. It's more powerful than drug addiction. It's more powerful than lust. It's more powerful than all of those things. How do you know that, Brother Ben? Because I'm an overcomer. Amen. You're an overcomer. And so you know the power of the word. Out of his mouth goes the sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written King of Kings and Lord of lords. Oh, as I'm closing, musicians, go ahead and come. He's the king of, of Putin. He's the king of, uh, he's the king of, of Biden. He's the king over all the iron and the clay. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Our victory is sure. We will be taken to meet him in a moment and a twinkling of an eye. Would you bow your heads with me for just a moment? If you're not ready to meet him, maybe you're listening in tonight and you're not ready to meet him. Maybe someone here. These things are going to take place. I see these little ones here on the front. And each one of you, if there's something in your life that's not right, it's time to get it right. Don't sit there and think, well, it's just, it don't matter. It does matter. That's, that's the spirit of deception that comes in by the Antichrist system to try to tell you that things don't matter. <laughs> it does matter. Why don't you just let that go? Lord, I want to be one of those riding on white horses. That's the bride. That's not the church or the foolish virgin. There will be many, many that will live outside the city. will be raised in the, in the second resurrection. But these are those who are raised in the first resurrection. I want to be a one who triumphed. You watched, you know, in this area, many people in this area triumphed over poverty, triumphed over, over the things they had to deal with in life. Today, we, we triumph over different things. Many times we triumph over just the fullness of Laodicea, the wickedness of it. But you're an overcomer. Don't let Satan drag you down in your mind, pull you down. Say, I'm going to ride on one of them white horses. I'm going to be in that army. I'm going to be there with my loved ones. I'm not going to let anything keep me from that place. Heavenly Father, I pray that that would be our desire today. Oh, God, we feel safe in your arms today. I'm so thankful for the word of the hour. Lord, that threw out a lifeline to let me know, not just so I would have knowledge of end-time events. Oh, we do, Lord. But so I could know how to have my garments about me, how to, how to be clothed in the word, 
so I could be ready. Not by any, anything that I've done. I just put on what you gave me, Lord. I can't work my way to salvation, only by your blood. I pray that each one here would accept that tonight. Be that bride, Lord. Be the overcomer of the Laodicean age. Lord, that they would, they would step out and say, I'm going to overcome. I don't care what the news says. The news may say America's winning or, or Russia's winning or some other country is winning. The news may say all's at peace or all's at war. I know what the Word says. I know what's coming and I know, Lord, that I'm going to be ready. In a moment in the twinkling of an eye, this old body's going to be changed. And I'm safe, Lord. Under the mystery of going under the seventh seal, under, under the psalm, Lord, it says I've been hidden in the secret of your tabernacle. We're so grateful for that today, Lord. We thank you for it. I pray that you bless each one. Help them, Lord. We see, Lord, troubling times. Lord, I see families going through terrible things. Lord, I know there's got to be so many that go by way of the grave. Someone has to fulfill that part of the dead in Christ shall rise first. Lord, there's got to be somebody else that fulfills the second part of the Scripture. It says, we which are alive and remain shall not prevent them which are asleep, but we'll be caught up together with them to meet our Lord in the air. I pray that you give us faith for that moment, Lord. Believe it when we'll see our loved ones again. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for these people. Lord, thank you for your message. Thank you for the word that you brought to us in this hour, a revealed word, more than just a man, but a revealed word, the body word of the Son of Man. I pray you help us today to live it, manifest it in the world that we live in. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Falling in love with Jesus. Could you sing it now? Let's stand together. Falling in love. Oh, yes. Why don't you just love on him tonight? You expect to be with him on one of those white horses. You're an overcomer. Why don't you just talk about, talk to him tonight? The best thing I've ever done. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, in his arms, I feel protected and good. Be held in his comforting arms. In his arms, I'm
So let your people come, let it live in me. This is my prayer, this is my plea. Let the worshipers arise. Oh, let the sons and the daughters sing. I'm surrendering my Worshippers arise. Oh, let the sons and the daughters sing. I'm surrendering my own. I surrender to the King. Oh, Father, I hear it growing. Song of your redeemed as the saints of every nation are awakening to see from our hearts there comes an anthem hear our praises ring this is our song to our king let the worshipers arise oh the sons and the daughters sing. I'm surrendering my own. I surrender to the King. Let the worshipers arise. Let the sons and the daughters sing. I'm surrendering my own. I surrender to the King. Amen. Give the Lord another hand clap of praise. I saw the light. I saw the light. Amen. Enjoy that service this evening. And definitely appreciate Brother Ben just coming, just deliver that message and pouring out his heart. Amen. I, I really enjoyed that, and I love looking at those things and, and just, just seeing how there's just more confirmation that it, it's true, you know, and, and we just continually just add faith and upon more faith, and amen. But just definitely enjoy that. Be praying for the services coming up Sunday. Of course, for all the, the prayer requests mentioned before, just continue to remember the families dealing with loss right now. But let's just sing this one time through before we go. I wandered so aimless, life filled with sin. I wouldn't let my dear Savior in. Then Jesus came like a stranger in the night. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. I saw the light. I saw the light. No more in darkness, no more in night. Now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. Just like the blind man, I wandered alone. Worries and fears I had claimed for my own. Then like the blind man that God gave back his sight. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. all our hearts. I saw the light. I saw the light. No more in darkness, no more in night. Now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside. sing that last verse I was a fool to wonder and stray straight is the gate and narrow the way and now I have traded the wrong for the right pray 
Amen. You're free to go in the name of the Lord. No more in darkness, no more in night. Now I am row inside. Praise the Lord. I saw the light. Well, and I saw the light. I saw the light. No more in darkness. Now I'm so happy, no sorrow. 